हरे कृष्णा अ वॉम वेलकम टू ऑल ऑफ यू फॉर टूडेज गीता लाइव सेशन वी हैव अ वेरी जूसी टॉपिक टूडे द टॉपिक इज ट्रैप्स ऑफ माया हम सभी को पता है कि हम लोग माया जाल में फंसे हुए हैं वी आर ट्रैप्ड बाय माया so what are the traps how we get entangled how maya cheats us these are some of the subject which we will cover in today's discussion so before we get going let's start the session with prayers request all of you to kindly fold your hands you can also join me in offering the prayers it is very important that we pray to the lord seek his blessings and only by the blessings of great acharyas of chaitanya mahaprabhu of lord shri krishna we can understand these confidential subject matters so please join me in offering the prayers नमः ओम विष्णुपादा कृष्ण पृष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति वेदांत स्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषाशून्यवादी पाश्चातिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंदीअदाधरा शिवासादिगौरभक्तवृंदा नमो महावरन्याय कृष्ण प्रेम प्रदायते कृष्णा कृष्ण चैतन्यमने गौरतुषे नमः नमो ब्रह्मणे देवाय गोब्राह्मणे हिताय जगदिताय कृष्णा गोविंदय नमो नमः हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधो दीनबंधु जगतपते गोपेशा गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिये वाचा कल्पतरुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतितना पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे आई रिक्वेस्ट ऑल द डिवोटीज टू काइंडली जॉइन द सेशन फ्रॉम 4:30 पीएम ऑनवर्ड्स एंड 
also join me in offering these prayers. Sometimes it so happens that people think that anyway, first 10 minutes is all about prayers and introduction. So I can always join at 440. Main thing is to hear. But prayers are equally important. As I mentioned, Krishna in the Gita says, this subject matter is most confidential subject matter. Raj Vidya, Raj Guhyam. Guhyam means confidential. Yes, there are so many people talking on Gita. There are so many books written on Gita. So many editions of Gita available in the marketplace. You Google Bhagavad Gita and you can download a free copy. So how can it be confidential? It is confidential because unless we have the mercy, unless we have the blessings of the Lord, we cannot understand the subject matter. We may be very scholarly, we may have very good analytical skills, we may be very intelligent materially, but not necessarily we will be able to grasp the subject matter. So today, we are going to talk about Maya. Maya basically is a word which comprises its combination of two words, Ma and Ya. Ma means not and Ya means this, that which is not. We have all studied in school about Mirage in the desert. Even when we have gone on highways, we get a feeling that there is some water body, something simmering like a water or in a desert mirage. And at times it so happens that animals who are parched with thirst and they are looking frantically for water, they get cheated with a mirage and they run towards that water body thinking that there is water. And they keep running, running. Moment they reach the point where they have seen the mirage, the water body does not exist. But they don't give up the hope because again from a little distance they are able to see another mirage. So they keep running in search for water and eventually die out of thirst and they never get water in desert. So likewise Maya also is illusory energy of the Lord. Just like mirage is an illusion, likewise maya, it's a shakti of the Lord, it's energy of the Lord. Devi esha gunamai mama maya dhurattaya. Krishna says in the Gita that this illusory energy of mind is very, very difficult for a person or for a conditioned soul to overcome, to come out of the influence of Maya, it's not easy. In fact, the entire spirituality, the path of spirituality involves waging a war against Maya. Maya is trying to defeat a sincere practitioner. It's energy of the Lord. Maybe we'll discuss some other time why Krishna has created this energy called Maya, which covers our real knowledge, which traps us, which entangles us. On one side we say that Lord is all good, all kind, He is a loving Father. Then why does He have to have a Shakti which traps us, which entangles us? 
which beats us mamamaya dhuratteya dhuratteya means it's very difficult to surmount and then krishna says mam evaye prapadyante if you surrender to me maya metam tarantite i will free you from this illusory energy to give you a crude example just like the police department for a person who has broken the law who is a criminal it just acts very very nastily on that person torments that person binds that person gets hold of that person imprisons that person if he has broken the law but the same police department for a person who is law abiding he has nothing to fear police department is also a department of the government which is meant for the welfare of the citizens but still there is a department which is meant to punish the criminals so likewise today we will not discuss why maya shakti entangles us why it beats us we will talk about what are the various ways in which we get trapped so like we have been doing in previous classes just for the ease of retaining what we have heard we'll broadly classify our discussion in three parts you could call it three aspects you could call it three principles so the first principle it's little longer it's little difficult to remember so i want all of you to be very very alert when i say this word and i'll be asking you like i have been doing in earlier sessions to write it out in the live chat not now at some point in our discussion the first principle which we have to remember as far as maya is concerned the principle is existentially false experientially true i repeat please hear carefully existentially false experientially true mirage in a desert existentially it does not exist water does not exist existentially false experientially as far as experience is concerned it is real there is water that's why an animal runs for it to quench its thirst so existentially false experientially true the other day we were hearing one class from madhu pandit prabhu soulful japa in which he gave a very nice example the chanting of the holy names is glorified glorified by all the acharyas the lord has so mercifully come in the form of his nama holy name and when we chant actually the lord is there just like in the deities in the temple the lord is there archa vigraha the deities are non different from the lord the lord's name is non different from the lord it is kripa of the lord that the lord has descended in the form of his name and nam namino abhinnatvam the name of the lord and the lord are abhin are non different 
in the case of the lord's name in the case of prasadam in the case of the deities it is existentially true the lord is there existentially true because it is reality it's not illusion it's existentially true the lord is there but experientially false because today we are in maya prabhupad gives an example that when a person is jaundiced you give him a sweet thing to eat it will taste bitter not because the thing what he is eating is bitter because he is in a diseased condition he is not able to experience the sweetness of a sugar candy so the lord has come in various forms avataras like the holy name like the deities the lord is there available to us accessible to us existentially true but experientially we are not able to experience because right now we are in a disease state we are under the influence of maya to explain this he gives an example just like just for discussion sake if we were to cover our tongue with some kind of a thin polythene sheet let's say some way we cover our tongue with a polythene sheet and you place a rasgulla on the tongue now we can say existentially it is true rasgulla is there and it is very sweet existentially but experientially we don't feel because there is a sheet of polythene which is covering the tongue now what maya does false objects sense objects it creates which are existentially false but experientially true opposite just like the mirage in a desert existentially false there is no water the so called beauty of this material world so called beautiful women to which madly vice versa man to woman and women to man get helplessly attracted innumerable movies innumerable song glorifying so called beauty of the opposite sex it is existentially false it doesn't last it is temporary but experientially it is true when a man is mad in love with a woman for him that woman is is embodiment of sat chit and ananda he doesn't want anything he is ready to give up anything even forgets eating sleeping mad in love experientially true but existentially false prabhupad gives a very nice story he tells this very nice story to explain this fact please uh, forgive me i might use words like you know women beauty it's illusion 
this is not to demean anyone not to demean any gender just to bring about this point how we get trapped it is not that women are maya for women men are maya maya means what we are getting trapped by the illusion we are not as soul men or women this is designation of the body so in that sense we should not feel hurt if we are talking about women are maya or men are maya maya is illusion and we all as soul get trapped in the illusion so once there was a person who got attracted to a beautiful women and he tried making lot of advances but somehow this girl was not interested in this man and also this man was not of a good character and this girl although she was very beautiful she was also very saintly in character and this man now was stalking was following this girl and one day you know just enamored by the beauty of that girl many times so called love in this material world we call it as love but actually prabhupada says it is lust that's why you see many many so called so called uh, marriages end up with divorces there was a time when they were in love they could not live without each other but then end up in divorce so <clears throat> so this man was chasing this girl and this girl was quite saintly in character and she understood that this man is by and large interested or rather got enamored by her beauty external beauty so this girl when this man proposed this girl she said definitely we will meet but my request to you can we meet after a week i am busy with something but for sure i would also like to meet you but can we meet after a week so the man accepted after all time will pass and he'll be able to fulfill his wish he'll be able to spend time with this beautiful girl so this girl what she did was during the seven days she took lot of laxatives and some of the things which makes a person vomit and the seven days you know she because of those laxatives passed stool and you know vomited and she did one not so pleasant thing but just to teach that man lesson all her vomit and loose stool she collected in some pots and stored them very carefully not a pleasant thing to do but just to teach that man a lesson so after 7 days this man comes to the same house and asks for that women and she, he sees at a distance one girl emaciated not so good looking you know eyes sunken within 
face have become a little blackish. So he couldn't find anywhere that beautiful woman and asked this girl, where is that beautiful girl? Is that because after all it was the same house? So this girl said, it's me only. I am that same girl whom you met last week and you asked me, you proposed to me and I told you that can you come after one week. He couldn't recognize. So then this girl told, actually I am the same girl, just that I have separated out my beauty. And then told that man, would you like to experience my beauty? I have segregated that beauty from me. Would you like to have a look at it? Experience my beauty? And then she took this man towards that pots which were full of obviously very unpleasant, foul smelling stool and vomit. And the man, you know, couldn't tolerate that stench. He said, what is this? So obnoxious. What is this? The girl said, I have just segregated my beauty. Last week when you met me and then the girl told everything. Last one week she has been taking laxatives and, you know, she has been vomiting and passing stool and all she has collected. So in other words, what she was last week, a week before, it's nothing but this girl in present, now what he is watching, plus the beauty which has got segregated. Just like in maths, you know, you have A plus B is equal to C. So C is the one which she, which the man saw a week ago. And now we have just two parts of it. One is this girl who is looking very emaciated, very thin, dark complexion, eyes sunken and her beauty which has been segregated and stored in the pots. So when the girl told that man, she came to his senses. He understood what she is trying to say. So actually, existentially, the so-called beauty of this world is false. It's illusion. Our Acharyas have said, after all, it's a bag of mucus, stool, urine, skin, pus, and all obnoxious substances. The so-called beauty of this world, so-called beautiful women of this world, the beauty is skin deep. And under the influence of lust, under the influence of maya, helplessly the man gets drawn towards that false beauty. Existentially false, it is made of flesh, mucus, urine, stool, bile, blood. If you just remove the skin, it's so obnoxious. We will not be able to look at the so-called beautiful women. Again, I repeat, when I am saying women, vice versa. So that is existentially false, but experientially, it is true. So I will share with you, I have just prepared some slides just today while I was thinking, I was preparing for this session. Uh, you know, we have on internet a lot of pictures of then and now, the actors and actresses of the yesteryears. You know, they were so beautiful, so good looking, so charming. And, you know, 
people have seen films where the actors are glorifying and you know songs are there glorifying the lips glorifying the smile glorifying the face the beauty of the face comparing it with so many things you know i don't want to get into the songs let's see some of the slides the actresses of yesteryears how do they look the so called beautiful actresses i don't know the names i'm sure uh, some of you might be able to uh, recollect the names so here we have how good looking how beautiful how mesmerizing but it is existentially false it doesn't last with passage of time the so called beauty vanishes because it is not true in fact just imagine with makeup with all kinds of things to hide the so called wrinkles this is the state and as time passes by so called beautiful women where beautiful songs were sung glorifying their beauty it become very ugly face will be full of wrinkles foul smelling so this is existentially false but experientially true and maya's trap is to trap us in this illusion we fall trapped to maya and so called get enamored by so called beauty of this world and forget the beauty of all loving all beautiful all attractive supreme lord we are amsha of the lord actually we should be attracted to the true beauty of the lord that is our true state but instead of getting attracted to the lord who is actually all attractive krishna the word krishna also means one who is all attractive we lose that attraction again because we are enamored by maya and get falsely attracted falsely attached to false material beauty which is temporary which doesn't last which entangles us and binds us so this is the trap of maya so i request all the devotees if you can help me with the first point the second point which we want to cover today is what does maya do to us what is a trap which he sets and we fall for that trap we get trapped the trap what maya does is that it covers our real knowledge so please remember the point the heading the principle covers real knowledge shila prabhupad explains maya has two energies two parts one is called avarnatmika shakti avarnatmika shakti and the second one the second division is called prakshapatmika shakti avarnatmika shakti what it does is it covers the real knowledge of the living entity of the soul shila prabhupad shares with us this wonderful story once indra was cursed by brahaspati 
I've shared this story earlier. I'll just briefly touch upon it so that we can take the learning from this story. Indra was cursed by Brahaspati and he became a hog, a pig. And he came to this material world and he had a she-wife, a pig wife. And in due course of time, had many children, piglets. And Indra, in the form of this pig, became very attached to his wife, to his children and got busy with so-called quote-unquote household affairs, taking care of them, tending to them, enjoying them and living in, as usual, filthy place. Pigs live in a very filthy place full of garbage, sewage, all that, all body covered with all kinds of obnoxious things. So, a time came when Brahma realized that in the Indra Loka, because of absence of Indra, you know, there is lack of proper management. So, he came back and said, you know, it's all done now, please come back. But Indra in the form of pig had got attached to that so-called worldly life, had forgotten the so-called life in Indra Loka, the heavenly happiness, the heavenly enjoyment. And he got attached to his wife, attached to his children and he was reluctant to go back. He says, no, this is fine, I am enjoying. Although he is living in a filth, he is thinking that he is happy. So, Maya covers the real knowledge. What happens is, although we are living in a very, very so-called miserable life, slapped left right center by maya experiencing all kinds of pains and miseries we think that this life is great we get attached to this world we get attached to our family we get attached to so many things krishna says come back to me surrender to me come back to my spiritual world we, we, we don't want to go so our real knowledge, who we are, what's my relationship with the Lord, what is real happiness is forgotten, is covered. That knowledge is covered. It covers our real knowledge, our real understanding. Moment it covers the real knowledge and implication of that is we forget our real duty. Because we forget our real duty, we create so many so-called false duties, so many false responsibilities and get entangled in this world. Everyone is busy. Everyone thinks that I have so many responsibilities, so many duties. Last, last is our duty to God. After I have got time from, you know, tending to all my responsibilities and duties, then and only then I will get some time for the Lord. Not knowing that my prime duty is to serve the Lord, to remember the Lord, to think of the Lord. So Maya covers the real knowledge of the living entity. Although we are in a miserable state, but we do not realize. Just like if you are passing through a place, a town or a village and you see some hogs, some pigs, you know, all in sewage, you know, covered with all dirt and, you know, in that garbage moving around, 
you will feel so obnoxious, so filthy, so bad, so pity on them, so dirty. But for them it is bliss. They cannot realize. That is also a conditioned soul, Atma, just like you and me. But that Atma in that body, although it is in a filthy place, suffering, a miserable life, but that soul cannot realize. So likewise, under the influence of Maya, although we are leading a very low class life, enjoying lower pleasures, lower standard of life, we do not recognize. Only great Acharyas, only exalted personalities, only self-realized soul, when they look upon us, they feel compassion. They feel, why are they rotting in this material existence, leading such a miserable life? Srila Prabhupada, when he went to America, on board Jaladuta, the ship in which he went, he writes, before reaching Boston, he writes, Oh Lord, why are you taking me to a miserable place? You know, generally when we go to America, first time when I went to America, you know, typically we have heard so much about America, you know, so advanced nation, you know, all wonderful infrastructure, good roads, flyovers, bridges, you know, very scenic. So you always look forward to, you all have heard so much, you always look forward to, it will be a very pleasant experience, I can go and enjoy that beautiful country, replete with all kinds of resources. Srila Prabhupada, when he went to America, on the order of his Guru, he is writing, Oh Lord, why are you taking me to a miserable place? Because he is not in illusion. A self-realized soul can see that they may have big, big skyscraper buildings. They may have all material resources. But under the influence of Maya, they all are entangled. They all are suffering. The standard of life, the standard of enjoyment is very base. When he went to America, he saw hippies. You know, they were all from good families, rich families, but they have given up those families and they are drunk, lying on the streets, at times naked. For them, this is life. This is enjoyment. Womanizing, drinking, smoking, gambling. But a person who is self-realized can see how much they are suffering, forgetful of the real purpose of life, real goal of life. So what Maya does, the second principle is, covers our real knowledge. And that is done through a subdivision of Maya, which is called Avarnatmika Shakti. It covers the real knowledge of the living entity. Today, we all have an understanding that, you know, if we have a lot of money, a lot of wealth, I can enjoy my senses, gratify my senses, and I will be happy. The whole world is actually moving, the economic development, prosperity which we are gunning for is basis this understanding. More prosperity, more money, more sense gratification, more opportunities to gratify, to enjoy our senses, more we will be happy. But this understanding is wrong. The real understanding is taken away by Maya. So already if we have this understanding, basis that we are leading our lives, we are 
not under the influence of Maya. Prabhupada gives three striking examples. He says that a goat which is standing outside a butcher's shop, one of the so-called another goat which was along with this particular goat, it's already been taken by the butcher and slaughtered and now it's hanging, you know, the meat. But this goat, so long as it has green grass in front of it and it is munching and it is tasty, it is oblivious of the fact that next he'll also be taken and butchered, killed. The knowledge, the understanding that this death which is imminent, next I will also be slaughtered is not there and it is just very blissfully munching that green grass which that butcher has given to that goat. So likewise under the influence of Maya we also so long as we have our senses, sense pleasures accessible to us we are blissful, forgetful of the imminent death. This life is temporary one day we have to leave and go. We are just attached, blissfully enjoying the so-called material pleasure, completely oblivious of the fact that one day we have to go. One day we have to die. What next? Prabhupada gives another example. The camel. You know, camel in the desert, they don't have much option of green grass and all that. So, they generally eat thorny bushes. Thorns and because it's desert, it's all parched, it's dry, the bushes are completely dried. They may have thorns, but it is all dried. So the camel, when it eats such thorns, thorny bushes, what happens is the thorns prick the gums of the camel and the blood starts oozing out. And the camel keeps munching, and the camel the, the blood which oozes out mixes with the thorn and the camel thinks and believes that the thorns are tasty. See, this is an example of Maya, the understanding that actually the thorns are not tasty. It's a blood which is moving in the mouth because of this thorns pricking it and getting mixed with the thorns. That is making the so-called thorns tasty, but the camel thinks that the thorns are tasty. Likewise, Prahlad Maharaj says, the so-called happiness which we get, man in company of a woman, it's manasijam. It's a mental concoction. It is our own happiness which we paste there. Existentially, it is false. That's why a man gets attracted to women, not to another man, typically speaking. Even so-called beautiful man, man will not get attracted to him. It's in the mind. Manasijam vishaheta dhira. Third example Srila Prabhupada gives that the moth, the flies in the rainy season get helplessly attracted towards the light. It gives some bit of warmth, although the body of that fly or that moth is getting burned because of that heat from the fire, but it helplessly 
gets drawn to that fire thinking that it will give me happiness. And in the morning when you go, all the so-called moth who are hovering around that fire are dead. Killed by that so-called fire which the moth thought will give them happiness. So likewise, we get trapped by Maya. We chase that false pleasure thinking that it will make me happy. Just like that fish chases that bait thinking that that worm will give me happiness. And behind that worm there is a hook and gets caught by that hook and loses its life. So likewise, the Maya also allures us, tempts us. If we don't have that higher knowledge, if we don't have that intelligence to discriminate, we also helplessly get drawn, get attracted and get trapped and get entangled in this material world. So the second principle is, can I request all the devotees if you can help me? Type it out in the live chat. The second principle which we discussed is covers real knowledge from Haribol Krishna. Very nice. I can request others also while we uh, move on. Existentially false, experientially true, first principle. And the second is Maya covers the real knowledge, makes us forget who I am just like under the influence of intoxication if a person drinks wine or liquor he forgets who he is he forgets all his so-called problems so likewise Maya makes us forget our real identity so before we get into the third principle we will have some Kirtans I request all of you to be with us participate in this very melodious Kirtans which we have compiled for all of you and then immediately after the Kirtan gets over, we'll again come back to our discussion and continue with the third principle.
So quick recap of the first two points. The first point we covered was existentially false, experientially true. That's the first point. And the second point was Maya covers our real knowledge. And now we're going to move to the third point. The third point is Maya pulls us down. Imagine a person is climbing the ladder and somebody pulls that person down. So likewise, when we are trying to tread this path, go towards the Lord, Maya will allure us, tempt us, will try to pull us down, instill doubts in our mind. Prabhupada gives an example, just like when a person is coming to Krishna consciousness, he is attending the classes, the doubts will come in his mind, maybe this is not the right time, maybe this is... I am too young for all these things. Maybe post-retirement I can look into all these things. These all doubts are instilled by Maya and that Shakti, Pulit Shakti is called Prakshyapatmika Shakti. Covering potency is called Avarnatmika Shakti and this pulling down, the one which pulls us down, instilled doubts, faithlessness in us is called Prakshyapatmika Shakti. One time, Srila Prabhupada was giving a lecture in a temple. He had gone there and the temple hall was full of devotees. So, a devotee who was listening to him standing by the door of the temple started crying. And uh, Srila Prabhupada, you know, called him towards him and said, please come, please come. Because he was, you know, maybe something is bothering him a lot. He started crying and was weeping. The tears were, you know, coming down his face. So, Prabhupada called him and he came towards Prabhupada and then he kept his head on the lap of Srila Prabhupada and kept on crying. And Prabhupada also, you know, very compassionately kept tapping on his back saying that, no, don't worry, don't worry, everything will be all right. Everything will be all right, don't worry. And then at one point, this devotee gets up and says, Shla Prabhupada, I love you, but, please hear carefully, but I want to experience Krishna directly. I do not want anyone between me and Krishna. He says that and just walks away from the temple leaves the association of devotees and walks away. I want to experience God directly. So, Shla Prabhupada, even during Prabhupada's time, there were devotees who joined the mission and left. So, at times devotees asked, Prabhupada, if they have come to the right place, they have got the right knowledge, why are they leaving? So, Prabhupada says, do not be surprised that so many are leaving. Be surprised. So many are staying back. Because Maya is very powerful. We are in the kingdom of Maya. We all, every moment, we are allured. We are tempted. We have uncontrolled mind, uncontrolled senses. Prabhupada also said that we have declared a war against Maya. 
just like in a war there will be some casualties some weak soldiers will get killed or if the enemy is very powerful even though the soldiers are well equipped they will get killed so likewise casualties will happen and that's how we see many times people come with good intentions they start attending the classes but maya traps them and then they stop they may have genuine reasons they may have some commitments but they just fall away some doubts may come in their mind or they may think that no no i am spending too much time this is a time for me to earn money this is time for my career growth and a person may stop attending and just goes away stop chanting so this third potency which we are talking about the third principle is maya pulls a person down we have example of a great muni his, his name was shobari muni and in you know in earlier days the munis and the sages would do extreme tapasya austerities so that they don't get distracted don't get allured by sense objects the shobari muni did extreme tapasya he was meditating on the lord you know these days we are living in cities with all kinds of distractions having smartphones in our hands with all kinds of messages you know coming in getting distracted every moment so he so that he does not get distracted he went to a forest went to a pond went underneath the water so that no one will and they had siddhis so they could probably control their breath and be under water so he went under water in that pond so that he can meditate on the lord without any distractions can you see the intention the intention is to meditate on the lord gone to the forest <coughs> chosen a pond went underneath the pond so that there is no distraction and he was meditating one day while he was meditating he opened his eyes and he saw two fishes copulating having sex and he got distracted imagine the intention is to meditate on the lord gone all the way to the forest went underneath water but gets distracted gets attracted to that and then comes out and eventually gets married so maya is very very strong at no point we should think that now i am spiritually advanced now i know bhagavad gita now i can discriminate now i can you know control my senses a devotee should always remain humble always while he is trying to practice the principles while he is trying to follow the instructions of the gita of the great acharyas he is trying his best to follow the principles mistakes can happen simultaneously while he is struggling to come out of maya to not fall trap to maya he is begging the lord constantly praying to the lord oh lord please save me please keep me in the shelter of your lotus feet prabhupad gives another example just like a person if he is drowning in an atlantic ocean let's say the ship has capsized and the person is in the water and he is trying his best to remain afloat and he cannot by his own strength swim across the ocean imagine miles and miles deep and you know the sea shore is maybe hundreds and thousands of kilometers away even if he is an expert swimmer he cannot on his own 
come out of that ocean. So likewise, this material existence called samsara sagara, vishaya sagare, vishaya sagare means it's a it's an ocean of sense enjoyment. And we have inclination to enjoy our senses, uncontrolled mind, uncontrolled senses. So we are trapped by Maya. Vishaya Sagare, we have fallen in this ocean of material existence. So if we have to come out, we need the blessings, the mercy of great Acharyas, of the Lord Himself. While we struggle to come out of Maya, practice the principles sincerely, we also beg and pray to the Lord, knowing that only by their mercy, only by their grace, we have a hope that we can avoid falling trapped to Maya and come out of this material existence. So, we will stop here. Uh, I request all the devotees, if you can help me with all the three points, already we see uh, some devotees have already written. Others can also join and write all the three points. The first point, existentially true. So, existentially fall, experientially true. And then the second point and the third point. So, we have Chatur Reddy, we have Sindhu, Amilani, Amitabh, Shivastava, Sanjay Tank. Very nice. So, why we cover three points is because it's easy for us to retain that information. Just if you could have those headings in your memory, if probably you can note down something. Just by hearing that heading, probably you will be able to recollect whatever we have discussed in the session today. So, it just, uh, just helps us in, otherwise many times we can talk so many things and we just forget whatever we have heard. So, we will take up some questions. The first question is from Mrs. Sadhana Gupta. The question is, is the material existence temporary or false? Kindly clarify. Prabhupada explains that this material existence is real. This material energy is real, but it is temporary. It does not last. It is not eternal. Bhutva, Bhutva praliyate. It comes into being, stays for some time and gets annihilated. So, this material energy is real, this material creation, the manifestation of this material energy is temporary. It is not lasting, it is not eternal. The energy is real. This question is from Archie. Does soul experientially feel happiness or mere body pleasure sensations? Is happiness real? Why does Bhagavad Gita 2.14 verse mentions happiness? Is there a difference between pleasure, happiness and bliss? Very good question. The soul is intrinsically part and parcel of Krishna and intrinsically being part and parcel of Krishna is Sat, Chit and Ananda. Sat means eternal, the soul never dies, doesn't come doesn't cease to exist. Chit means it is full of knowledge and Ananda means it is blissful. It is happy. It is contented. Because it is Amsha of the Lord. The Lord is also reservoir of Satchit Ananda and the soul being Amsha of that Lord is also blissful. But when we come in this material world, 
we get covered by a material body and the soul identifies with the material body because of ahankara, false ego. Manas, buddhi and ahankara. Because of false ego, we identify ourselves with the body, identify with the sensual pleasures and think that the sensual pleasures will make me happy. My source of pleasure is the pleasure which I obtain by gratifying my senses. This is because of false ego. That's why Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita says, Ramante yogino anante. Yoginas who are self-realized soul, who have realized that we are not the body, they are always in bliss. Brahma Bhuta Prasannatma. One who realizes that I am Atma, he is Prasannatma. But right now our happiness is conditional because I have identified with the body. If the body is full of pain, I am in pain. If the body is so-called enjoying, I feel I am enjoying because I have identified with the body. Just like these days, again a crude example, IPL, the matches are happening. If you identified with Chennai Super King team, if the team loses, you feel I am losing. But you are not Chennai Super King. You have identified with that team. Therefore, all this happiness and distress which we experience is because of false identification. But intrinsically, the soul is always happy. And when we realize our true position, by advancing spiritually, we will be always happy. The next question is from Ambar Garg. I have a question that why Maya covers the life when a devotee has engaged the Japa priority and stopped to do the prior activities with the same place. The question is why does Maya acts and covers the real knowledge and pulls a person down? The answer is very simple. Just like we have an examination board, an examiner, it gives a question paper, it gives a test. If you pass the test, then you are eligible to go to the next level. Let's say if a person is in the fourth class. At the end of the fourth class, after the academic year, there is a final exam. There is a test given. And the objective of the test is, please understand, it's very important for us to understand why Maya gives us tests. If you pass the test, then you are eligible to go and study in the fifth class. There is no point to getting promoted to the fifth class if you fail in that exam in the fourth class. That means you have not learned the lessons well. It's better to remain in the fourth class. Otherwise, you will be not able to understand what is the subject being discussed in the fifth class and we will unnecessarily be a nuisance in that fifth class for other students. And assuming that we graduate also, we would have not learnt our lessons well. Assuming there is an engineer or a doctor who passes out and he has not assimilated the subject well. If he passes out, he will not be able to do his duty well. So likewise, we all, Maya keeps us away from the Lord because if we are rebellious, if we are disobedient, if we are not lawful, if we are not willing to surrender to the Lord, we don't, 
there is no point in approaching the Lord and disturbing the Lord and disturbing other devotees. So just like we have exam board which tests a person, when a person passes the test, he gets qualified to go to the next level. Likewise, when we tread this path, Maya will give us different tests. If we pass the test, we go to the next level of Krishna consciousness, next level of relationship with the Lord, next level of reciprocation with the Lord, next level of attachment with the Lord. And if we fail the test, we remain or we degrade. So just like an examiner board, exams have a place in this world. So likewise, the Maya is like an examiner who gives different tests just to see whether are we really sincere? Are we really wanting Krishna or just treading this path for some material gains? If our intention and if you are not sincere, then Maya will trap us and we will get distracted from the main path. But if we are sincere, if we pray to the Lord, then we pass the test and come closer to the Lord, become self-realized. This question is from Sudipto Chatterjee. How to deviate mind from Maya's trap? Many a times we fall in traps of Maya and feel guilty afterwards. How to overcome this challenge? If you remember last to last session we discussed, we all will go through four stages. The first stage is hopeless defeat. Maya has trapped us. Every moment we are hopelessly getting defeated by Maya. That's the first stage. Then when we come in touch with a bona fide spiritual master like Srila Prabhupada, we start following. All of a sudden we cannot become pure. All of a sudden we cannot control our senses. All of a sudden we cannot pass the tests. We will fall down. That's understandable. So the second stage is struggle and defeat. We are struggling not to fall trap, but we will get defeated by Maya quite often. And if we are determined, if we are patient, if we are very sincere, we are begging the Lord, we graduate to third stage, which is struggle and victory. We are struggling and most of the time we are able to avert the traps of Maya. We are able to pass the test. And the final stage is effortless victory. They are great devotees of the Lord. Last time I shared with you the story of Haridas Thakur. He was chanting. A prostitute came was alluring Haridas Thakur, dead of night, solitary place, they could have enjoyed, but effortless victory, he didn't get distracted. There was no question of he getting distracted and allured by that prostitute. So, if we, so this is the path of spirituality. This may finish in one life, it can finish over many lives, it depends how sincerely we practice, how fast we advance, how many, how fast we graduate to the next level and pass the tests of Maya. It can happen in one life also. And if we fail on the test, if we are, you know, little bit of Maya, little bit of Krishna, best of both the worlds, then the progress will be delayed. This question is from Archie. <clears throat> what are the sinful karmic reactions and effect on the mind in watching horror movies and listening to rock music? Television is full of them these days. These all are 
wonderful arrangements of maya to trap the conditioned soul to allure the conditioned soul the details can be varied these days you know you have all kinds of channels you have all kinds of you know netflix and you know all hotstar amazon prime all kinds of channels streaming videos documentaries and endless allurements for a conditioned soul so we have to be careful kaler doshanidhe rajan this kali yuga is ocean of faults but there is one good quality and what is that if we take shelter of the lord by chanting his holy names then all the ill effects of the age of kali we can keep it at bay it is possible prabhupada has created this institution where we can take shelter of this institution and try our best to sincerely follow the principles and keep maya at bay so prabhupada has given us the morning program the morning sadhana if we chant around sincerely if we offer our prayers beg the lord then we have a hope that in spite of so many allurements we can remain on a spiritual platform this question is from rohit gangadhara in a folk culture we often come across atma sakshi or conscience which gives good sense and warns us of bad decisions if it is true what is the vedic perspective does intuition refer to the mind or to the super soul in the vedic perspective in the bhagavad gita krishna says that he is present in our hearts as super soul sarvasya chaham hridi sanivishto so we talk about conscience we talk about there is an inner voice which guides us what is right what is wrong actually it is a super soul krishna says from me comes knowledge remembrance and forgetfulness so when we are doing something wrong that guilt feeling is coming because the lord is present he is a well-wisher he is prompting us that this is wrong but at times we are adamant we are so much lusty so much rebellious we don't want to listen to the lord we want to listen to our senses we want to listen to our mind and hence we get tempted otherwise it is the lord who is our well-wisher and who is constantly striving to guide us to bring us on the right path but if we are adamant if we are determined that no i want i want to serve my senses i don't want you then lord gives forgetfulness also this question is from arhyan jain prabhu what when shri and aishwarya are provided as a result of good karma of previous life then how could they be traps of maya good question opulence beauty good education aishwarya shri aishwarya shuta shri we talked about in one of the session if we have good karma we are blessed with beauty we are blessed with lot of wealth we are blessed with good health so the question is if because of good karma we are blessed with lot of wealth opulence prosperity good health how can it be maya the ma- answer is if we get too bewildered by wealth and forget the lord then it becomes maya the probability is there bhogeshwarya prasakta nam taya prita chetasam if we are having too much of facility for material enjoyment the chances of we forgetting the lord is much higher the chances of 
person not attending the session when there is something very alluring like IPL is much higher. So, they were great Rajarishis living in palace amidst opulence, Parikshit Maharaj, Bharat Maharaj, Amrish Maharaj, but they were very Krishna conscious. So, opulence is not Maya, richness is not Maya, good health is not Maya, but if we get bewildered by opulence and wealth and forget Krishna, then that is Maya and the danger is there. So, that's why it is said that Bhogaishwari Prasaktanam, we can get bewildered by such opulence. This question is from Chaturya Reddy. I feel sometimes that I have surrendered to Krishna, had complete faith, but Maya is very strong. If I fall from spiritual platform and lament, exactly when does one completely surrender? Again, the answer is the same as what we have talked about in previous question. We cannot altogether win and come out of Maya immediately. Since many, many lifetimes we have got attached to wrong things, have forgotten the Lord, have been in illusion, have been in the trap of Maya. Now that we are treading this path, our Acharyas say we have to keep in mind three things. We have to be patient, we have to be enthusiastic and we have to be determined. Utsaha, Dhairya and Nischaya. We sincerely try our best, sincerely try to follow the principles, try our best to not fall down, but still mistakes will happen to us as human. We are not pure devotees. And when mistake happens, we get up, we learn from the mistake, we beg forgiveness from the Lord, we pray to the Lord for His mercy and again start moving. Just like a child, you know, let's say, a baby is growing and just started crawling. You cannot expect that baby to run the next day. It will crawl. Then after a few days, it will just probably wobble and you know stand on two feet. But moment it stands, it falls. So what do the parents do? The parents, you know, encourage the child. The next time it again again it falls down. And it takes two steps, fall down. A time come when it starts taking five steps, six steps, and not fall down. And slowly a time comes when starts walking and never falls. A time comes when the baby starts, uh, so-called baby grows up and starts running. Never wobbles and falls down. So likewise, we are like that baby who have just started treading this path. We have started crawling, we have started wobbling, we started walking. Mistakes will happen. We may fall down. But we learn our lessons, try our best not to repeat those mistakes, beg the Lord, sincerely pray and keep continuing on this path. This question is from Lakshmi. Though Maya is external potency of Bhagwan, how is it more powerful and traps a devotee? How to overcome from Maya in day-to-day -day life? Kindly advice, how a devotee falls down in spite of taking shelter of Achyuta. When we tread this path, as I gave example of an examiner, 
when you go to higher and higher levels the exams also become tougher and tougher in fact the iit exams because it is so to get into iit is not easy the exam is even more tough now we are talking about iit forget about we are talking about the highest thing which is love of krishna association of krishna so the exams as we tread this path will become tougher and tougher and tougher subtler and subtler a devotee may give up gross allurements sense objects but there could be subtle sense objects desire for fame desire for name i am a big devotee i am a sincere devotee i am an advanced devotee so many people are liking my talks these all are subtle traps of maya and devotee can get distracted so that's how just like examiner boards as a person goes to the next level the exam becomes higher tougher and tougher so likewise the maya will give also test just keep in mind it's like an examiner the its energy of the lord it is helping us to grow how to overcome maya in day to day life prabhupad has given us some spiritual principles some instructions some do's and don'ts morning sadhana program he has asked us to chant 16 rounds he has asked us to follow the regulative principles no meat eating no intoxication no gambling no illicit sex read his books daily hear association with the devotees hear bhagavatam bhagavad gita if we do all that quite likely we will be able to withstand and pass the test of maya how a devotee falls down in spite of taking shelter of achyuta taking shelter of the lord is not zero or one we all are trying to become devotees while we are trying to become devotees still we have material attachments material desires although we are surrendering to the lord still we have our own plans for material enjoyment and hence maya will keep troubling us when we become pure devotees of the lord then we are out of the clutches of maya this question is from dipali bose how to remove veil of maya when we have responsibilities of family and need to earn earning is not an issue in fact chaitanya mahaprabhu says what is the main thing which a vaishnava or a devotee has to take care of asat sanga tyaga e vaishnava acharya one of the most important thing which we have to take care of while we are outside doing our jobs tending to our family requirements doing our worldly duties try as far as possible although it is not possible to completely give up try as far as possible to give up wrong association asat sanga now television is there in a home asat sanga is there we have a choice if after this class gets over we open ipl and start watching then it's asat sanga start watching a movie a romantic movie is asat sanga so something we will have to do we cannot avoid altogether we have to go to the office we have to meet with friends who are not necessarily devotees we cannot avoid but the lot of things which 
we can avoid it's in our circle of influence watching television reading newspaper gossiping engaging in worldly talks try as far as possible to not indulge in such things asat sanga tyaga so if we are regularly benefiting from satsanga looking forward for opportunities for satsanga and avoiding asatsanga then quite possible that we will advance on this path this question is from ratandeep ray how come we find most of the religious states of india or religious nations are poor in law and order prosperity while those who are atheistic are opposite see when we are talking about the time scale the creation the lifespan of brahma even this material universe we are living one day of brahma this whole universe lasts for 100 years of brahma one day of brahma has thousand cycles of the four yugas kali yuga satyuga treta yuga and dwapa yuga kali yuga is 432000 years double of that is dwapa yuga again in treta yuga so compared to this time scale this 5 years 10 years 15 years 30 years 40 years is very small insignificant period we think that america is prosperous we don't know 50 years from now what will happen big big empires have come and gone roman empire you know different civilization who were so prosperous have come and gone so when we have a very short term vision we get bewildered just like law of karma he is you know he is a politician he is doing all kinds of nefarious things he is breaking the law he is cheating people he is taking bribe but still he is enjoying that's a short term thing long term the law of karma will act so likewise we may see some nations so called prosperous but if they are violating the laws surely they will have to suffer the consequences now coming to india although we may say dharma bhumi we may say that we are religious but we are royally breaking the laws india is one of the largest beef exporters of the world so definitely when we do adharmic activities even though we may say that yes we are so called dharmic nation will have to suffer the consequences last question this question is from shivani agarwal when does to our family members we are not able to do bhakti is that effect of maya we all are entangled we all are in different circumstances based on the choices we have made in the past and we have got trapped in different circumstances and different situations everyone's situation is different everyone is entangled or distangled to different degrees we don't worry about what has happened we can't there's no point in crying over spilt milk there's a saying happened is happened now that we have some good sense we have the message of geeta we have opportunity to know about what is maya's trap what krishna expects from us we try our best in whatever situation we may find ourselves in try the best we can do krishna is bhavagrahi janardana he is looking how much sacrifice how much inclined we are to follow him 
how much we are willing to sacrifice. Krishna is not seeing whether you are contributing 5 rupees, 10 rupees, 100 rupees, 5000 rupees or 5 lakh rupees. He is saying how much are you sacrificing. So in whatever circumstances you are, how intensely you are trying to remember the Lord. Who knows you may be able to give 5 minutes only. Maybe we may be able to give 5 hours. But who knows in that intense circumstances which is so difficult, you are struggling and somehow giving 5 minutes, that is very pleasing to the Lord. Seeing your sacrifice, seeing your determination, seeing your intent, seeing your bhava, Krishna will change the situation. So, do the best you can in the given circumstance. Do the best you can. Everyone cannot do the best. You know, absolute best in the sense, everyone cannot... 5 hours, attend the morning program, chant 16 rounds, read for 1 hour. Everyone may not be able to do the circumstances, may not permit. But do the best you can. Best you can and then they say take one step towards Krishna. Krishna is willing to take 10 steps towards you. But Krishna's steps are much bigger than our steps. But we should be willing. We should endeavor to take that step. And then Krishna will definitely guide us, help us. In our journey towards him. So with this we will stop today. It was nice to have all of you with us for the session.